And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. you this idea of the dystopian future show seems to just keep getting a, a more evidence that we probably might need to do something I'm not sure my goodness I'm looking at stuff that's going on right now in Cuba and as, as much as I want to avoid talking politics here, what I'm seeing happening in real life really has me concerned that, uh, that we're very quickly headed into the dystopian future that uh, we see in 1984 and the Hunger Games and other places. Hello everyone and welcome. We are live from the bunker. My name is Jason Hunt. I am the editor here at Sci-Fi For Me. And what a, what a day, what a weekend it has been. Protests going on in Cuba. Journalists are being detained by the state police there. Uh, journalist Camila Acosta has been uh, has been detained. Uh, CNN journalists witnessed multiple people being forcibly arrested and thrown in the back of vans at protests. And then we have video posted earlier, Cuban security forces detaining independent journalist Dina Stars as she was live on TV with a news outlet in Spain. Hello, Pop Culture Avenger. Welcome. Good to see you in the chat. And uh, the live chat is open for those of you who want to participate in the conversation. And if you want to leave a comment, if you are not here with us live, if you're on tape delay, that's fine too. You can leave a comment. You can send us an email live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com. And we're working on the discord. Uh, we're trying to figure that out. We're on a, a lot of the social media channels, including some of the alternatives. And the phone number, if you want to be part of the program, 867-5309. Ask for Jenny. This some crazy times here, folks. Absolutely crazy times. If you're listening to us in podcast form, we want to welcome you as well. There are plenty of podcast platforms where you can find this program as well as the H2O podcast and Zompocalypse Now. So we do uh, we do invite you to uh, sample our wares over there as well. And uh, of course we've got articles and reviews over at sci-fi for me.com. Okay, so I don't want to spend too much time on this here, but this is this is a scary thing happening in Cuba. I mean, it's it's heartening to see the citizenry rise up and say enough is enough. Um, but also to see the the crackdown that we're that we're getting from uh, state security forces and and people on the ground. Their internet has been shut down. People don't have access to communications tools like they that they otherwise normally would. And journalists are being detained. This is this is the kind of thing. And for whatever whatever complaints that you might have about the United States, and there are plenty of things what to complain about. Uh, it is it is notable that we have the freedom still uh, 
to make those complaints and to make them publicly. Now, there are some uh, who get into complaining about things uh, on the Internet, and they do so anonymously, and that's what we're going to take a look at today just a little bit, because the chatter on social media of late has been, uh, we should get rid of anonymous usernames. We should get rid of the anonymity of the internet and you can you can make some arguments pro and con on that and uh, it's it I'm of two minds about it mainly because I grew up in a time without the internet the internet came to be when I was in my formative years and my teenage years and I grew up with a news media especially that didn't hide behind pseudonyms and anonymity. Now, you had radio disc jockeys that have air names, air personalities that would have their stage names, for example. And we have actors that use stage names because of various different reasons. But you've not seen that in the news media and with the advent of the internet and the comment threads and the, the social media and all of the different ways that you can now put your opinion out there online for all to see, some people decide that it's best to hide behind some kind of avatar and some fictitious username so your identity is obscured. And that's fine if you want to do that. Uh, I personally have debated with myself whether or not to have my name out there, but it's been out there. I've been in the media for 33 years, so it's not like I'm doing anything new. But still, there are times where even I can sit there and say, you know... It might not be a bad idea to have a second account that's just this anonymous thing that can be used to post the things that I cannot or will not post on the Sci-Fi For Me media channels, the, the social media, because it's not appropriate for our business social media accounts, the brand to be posting about certain things and certain topics and not remain neutral. And that's one of the things that I have adamantly uh, advocated here is the fact that the channel itself, everybody who is part of the staff here, you can have your own opinions. And everybody who is part of the audience can have your own opinions. But as a brand, Sci-Fi for Me does not advocate any particular ideology. Now, I am a conservative. We have liberals. We have libertarians. We have various different viewpoints as part of, you know, among the staff here. We're not always going to agree, and that's fine. I don't expect everybody to agree with me. But the, the question of the anonymity, because there are other people on YouTube, uh, for example, or, or posting in various different social media outlets uh, as journalists, they're reporting stories, and some of them are using their names, Andy No, for example, or uh, you know, you've got uh, uh, any, any of the journalists, Christina I knew I was going to get this wrong, Anamapur. I'm going to I'm going to mess that up. I'm sorry. But you then have others drunk 3PO for example, uh that umbrella guy and and Hero Hay and Yellow Flash, those those guys who have been covering news stories, the Amber Heard Johnny Depp thing, uh stuff that's going on in the anime community, all of the different things going on with Vic Vignana, uh the Axonar fan film debacle, you have the the various different stories about lots of different things in uh, the genre space. And some people are reporting on it uh, using 
pseudonyms and avatars. And there are times that I'm sitting there thinking, I would love to have these people on as guests. We had Neon from Clownfish TV on here a couple of weeks ago talking about the TSR blow-up. And <coughs> my... I'm still old man enough and set in my ways enough that it sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes, makes me look a little sideways at the internet for causing us to feel like it's necessary to hide our identities behind these usernames and avatars. And I get it. I understand why people do it, and especially in this day and age where there's, when doxing is a thing, when swatting is a thing, you have to take precautions. And we've taken some uh, precautions here. Our mailing address is not our mailing address. It's not, it's not our physical location. And various different things that we've done in order to make things a little more uh, secure and anonymous and, and harder to find. But, you know, that's, that's general precautions. I, I don't have this mounting fear of something about what to happen here. Now that could change. I mean, with the with the blow up over over TSR, we've now gotten on some people's radar. I don't know how. Uh, I don't know how long it's going to be before people decide that we're a a, a valid target or not. But we'll see. We'll see how long it lasts. Uh, Manny, uh, new in the chat. Welcome. Uh, you haven't missed much. We've just started. Uh, we've just started talking. We've. Uh, Kind of looked a little bit about what's going on in Cuba. And we are talking about anonymity. Hiding or not not necessarily hiding. I, I, that, that's probably an inaccurate characterization of things. Some people are probably hiding behind anonymity and avatars in order to uh, in order to troll, in order to complain, in order to create uh, chaos and confusion, they are, there are those actors out there who are going to be doing that. And there are also other people who are going to be doing that uh, anonymously in order to protect themselves, you know, their personal safety, protect their family and, and loved ones and that sort of thing. And I get that. Uh, Drew Cipher in the chat. Hello, sir. Uh, kind of crazy to see so many news outlets covering f for the Cuban government. I, you know, when the New York Times says that freedom is an anti-government slogan, you got to start wondering about the New York Times, but that's just me. But social media does play a part in all of that because you do have a number of people, and we've seen this in lots of different events over the last few years especially, where you have people who are posting video and posting reports from the ground right there at various different riots and events and rallies and, and whatnot. And sometimes that's the only way that we get any information out as to what's happening in that area at that particular event or whatever crisis or emergency or anything else that's going on. So there's a benefit... But then also, if you're, if you're doing this as yourself, as we've seen now with some of these journalists who are now getting, getting arrested or detained, maybe they're not arrested. Maybe they're just brought in to have a stern talking to and a finger shook in their, in their face. Maybe. But is there, let me, let me rephrase, 
Do the benefits outweigh the liabilities when it comes to anonymity online? I know a lot of people in in comment threads. Uh, there are there are discussions and there are uh, comments, both pro and con, basically saying, you know, well, you know, if you're going to sit there and if you're going to pop off some kind of an opinion, especially if it's a controversial one then you need to own it. You need to be yourself and put your name to it and own that controversial hot take. And maybe there's some merit to that because, you know, if somebody, just random internet troll 1138 on, online is going to sit there and say, well, I think such and such and such and such and this and so, and it's going to be some hot take and, and you can't, or won't back up whatever it is that you say with citations. Here are news outlets, here are quotes, here's video, here's whatever. Then it kind of defeats the purpose of being online and posting what you're going to post. If you don't back up your allegations, you don't back up your critiques or your comments, how valid are they? And if, you're, and if you're doing it anonymously, how much credibility do you have? Now, I've also seen discussion about certain, certain need for anonymity on some of this stuff. And, you know, you look at whistleblowers and inside sources and that sort of thing. And when we're talking about things like Star Wars, for example, there is WDW Pro who is an anonymous person who makes the claim uh, that uh, their employment is somewhere within the Disney machine. We think probably over in the parks area. But WDW Pro hides behind an anonymous username in order to protect their identity while this person is reporting various different things going on on the inside of the Walt Disney Company. Now, how accurate that is, your mileage may vary. And some have reported and reported, and they've, they've delivered solid information, and they develop a track record, and they get a reputation for having... Decent sources, reliable sources, and they're all anonymous. And some things turn to be, you know, prove to be true, and some things don't. <coughs> and sometimes that can work against you. Because if you're all sitting here looking at anonymous sources, for example, then are you credible like, well... Are you a credible news outlet? Are you a credible reporter of things? Uh, because if I say if I say any of the news outlets, CNN, Fox, MSNBC, or whatever, uh, there are going to be a certain number of people who who discount those as not being credible because of who they are, because of who you are, and that's fine. But you look at somebody like a, a, a Tim Poole, for example, or a, a Jeremy at the Quartering, or if you look at uh, Project Veritas, or you look at WDW Pro, you look at Doomcock, any of these guys, any of these people who are sitting there reporting on things. Uh, Sophia, Sophia Narwitz, uh, Liana Kurtzner, any of these people who are citing sources, and if the sources are anonymous... Uh, then you have to take things with a grain of salt. And then doubly so if your reporters are anonymous. I mean, Doomcock hides behind a mask and a persona and a personality, and it's a shtick, and I get it. You know, that umbrella guy, Yellow Flash, they do all of what they do behind an identity, behind a pseudonym. And it works for them. But when they're quoting anonymous sources, you have to take things with a grain of salt because there's no proper way to vet those sources. And by extension, there's no good way to vet those reporters 
outside of taking a wait-and-see attitude to see, okay, well, you've reported on this rumor, you've reported this news, now let's see how it plays out and whether or not it's true. And that can sometimes blow up in your face, because we've seen, uh, in, a, in a couple of instances... People have come out and said, yes, we are deliberately putting misinformation out there in order to discredit some of these YouTube channels. We're deliberately putting false information out for you to report so you can look bad and you lose your credibility and therefore lose your audience and lose your, your, your money making and all of that other stuff. So anonymity cuts both ways because it does impact some of the credibility of the reporting, but it also makes you a target sometimes. And like I said, we have been very fortunate, but we're also very small. We're a very small channel. And we're in the middle of flyover country, so we're not in a blue state, so it's less likely. But it's not impossible for us to become a target of trolls, cancel culture, whatever. I don't think we're at the point of... 1984 quite yet where the police or the state security or whoever else is going to start, you know, going door to door to try to find the people who don't agree with whatever political regime is in office at the time. I don't think we're quite there yet. We might be getting close. I mean, think about this. Just for a second. If the government, and, 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 and I'm going to say this as a blanket statement, no matter which party is in office. Let me preface it with that. If the government is going to go door to door and check your status of Whatever. Right now, the order of the day is we're going to go door to door and make sure everybody's got a vaccine. Okay. But it could be anything. Let's go door to door and make sure that you have um, air conditioning that doesn't use R30. Let's, let's go door to door and make sure that you don't have slate shingles on your roof. Let's go door to door and make sure that you only have... Um, a, a, a maximum of three dogs in your house. I mean, it could be anything. For a government entity to go door to door to, to check your status on fill in the blank to me is not much different than a, a government entity coming and saying, papers please. Because that's how it starts. And we've already seen efforts in this country, but we've, we know that it's happened in other countries, efforts to get the neighbors to snitch on each other. And in this time of anonymity online, anybody can report on anyone, whether it's true or not, whether the allegations are justified or not. So are there times where it's appropriate and necessary to require you to come out from behind your anonymous avatar and put your name to an accusation, to an allegation? 
I mean, rumor and hearsay is one thing, but if you're going to accuse someone of a crime, for example, or if you're going to attack a business's reputation by complaining about the service, for example, should you be able to do that anonymously? The First Amendment of the Constitution guarantees our right to free speech, and that most definitely includes the right to air grievances against the government. Remember, it is the consent of the governed. And a lot of countries don't have that. Uh, Yes, Drew, the right to face our accusers. That's another guarantee in this country. But what counts as an accusation? Is it the accusation itself? Is it the nature of the accusation? Is it the nature of the complaint? Is it the credibility of the complaint? Is that affected at all by anonymity or not? Christopher says, I feel there's a tendency to treat stories from anonymous sources as gospel without doing the proper research to see if their stories or tips are actually verifiable. And that's a good point. And and I know... Uh, on Doomcock's side of things, for example, there are a number of times where he will say that he has more than one source telling him a thing or two. But he also does issue the caveat that there's no good way for him to verify any of the information that he's getting, so everything has to be treated as rumor. In that sense, he's fairly responsible with the rumors that he reports. Because he does qualify and say these are rumors. Now, if I had somebody at Lucasfilm, if I had somebody at Disney who was giving me inside information, I would want to protect that person. That's been a thing as part of journalism for ages. You want to protect your sources. And there are uh, legal precedents for this kind of thing. First Amendment and all of that, but also case law that basically says you need to protect your sources. Whistleblowers, you know, there are there are some different laws on the books to protect whistleblowers' identities when it comes to reporting crimes or reporting malfeasance. So uh, anonymity does have its uses, does have its function. So I don't know that I would ever say that we need to get rid of anonymity altogether forthwith. And I've seen people make the distinction between anonymity and pseudonymity. And and basically, instead of just being an anonymous thing, the pseudonymity basically where you have someone like, uh, like Drunk 3PO, for example, who is building a reputation as that persona. You have that umbrella guy. You have Tim Pool. You have, uh, you know, I mean, Tim Pool, Andy Signor are using their names. Jeremy at the quartering, we know his name. But you look at somebody like Neon and Geeky Sparkles over at Clownfish TV. They're building a reputation using those on-air personas. And I guess, I guess it does go back to the equivalency of radio DJ names, air personalities. You're, you're assuming a persona, you're, you're, you're a character, as it were, and you're building a reputation with that identity. So, not necessarily anonymous, but we don't know your name. It's Kate in the line. Maybe. But also, there are plenty of of other people who are performers and entertainers who use a stage name. I don't see that it's very much different from that. Especially if you're in it for the long haul and you are continuously using that persona for your pursuit. Whether it's a YouTube channel or a stage act or a radio play or whatever. Now, when it comes to journalism, 
Now we start to get a little iffy. How much does your credibility get impacted as a journalist if you're reporting news? How much does your credibility get impacted by being anonymous or pseudonym, pseudon, using a pseudonym? Does it change things? Does it change the credibility of the reporting? Does it change how people perceive what you're reporting? Is there a time, are there times, when reporting on actual news gets... Now, let me, let me, let me rephrase that. Are, are there times where pseudonymity does harm to the information that you're putting out there? Maybe not does harm. Are there times when, when the lack of your actual identity impacts the credibility of what you report. I don't know. I think some of it depends on the track record that you build, and that takes time. Uh, you look at somebody like Star Wars Theory, who's got close to 3 million subscribers. You look at Neon and Geeky Sparkles, Clownfish TV, they've got 206,000, I think. And they're anonymous. I mean, their names are out there if you really need to find them, but they don't use them. They don't use their names. They use their personas. Hello, Cam1138. Good to see you there. Glad to have you in the chat. Personally, I have not since I have not used an air name since my radio days. When I was in college radio, everybody used an air name. Not not we didn't use our real names, mainly because we were college kids. And it was policy that we used air names just to make sure that we didn't get any kind of untoward attention outside of school. And I can understand that policy. And, you know, you, you build a reputation. I had several air names, depending on what kind of, what kind of programming we were doing. <coughs> but the news, we didn't. We used our real names for news reporting because there's there's a difference. And I guess I still have a little bit of a hang up on that. But that's probably just me being an old man. Because I am. I'm old. I'm old fashioned. I'm cranky. I'm creaky. My joints sometimes by the way I need to apologize for us not having an H2O podcast last night about 10 minutes before we went on the air about 15 minutes before we went on the air I got two in a row two blue screens of death on this tower and ended up having to do a restore recovery at about 10 minutes before 8 o'clock. And it didn't come back. The computer did not finish that process and restart until 11.30 last night. Three and a half hours restoring. It just sat there. little spinny spinny wheel widget little spinny wheel little spinny wheel for three and a half hours 
I think we depend on technology too much. That's that's my thinking. Every time something like this happens, I look at Mrs. Boss and I say, that cabin in the woods is looking a whole lot better. And I look at what stuff's going on online and I think that cabin in the woods is looking a whole lot better. I look how people act in certain circumstances and I think that cabin in the woods is a whole looking a whole lot better. I don't know. One of these days. But it also, you look at the chatter about whether or not people need to be stripped of their anonymity or pseudonymity if they have to have their real names. Let's put your names to these things. Now we were talking yesterday about some policy because because on our money on our money talk we were talking about the inflation. You know, prices are going up, gas prices are going up, hospitality costs, food costs, uh, travel has been affected, transportation has been affected. So in the Comic-Con space, people are going to have a harder time uh, paying for trips to Comic-Cons where, you know, if you're going, we just had, you know, Anime Matsuri in, in Houston over the weekend. Uh, in in two weeks, well, 10 days from now, 11 days from now, we're going to be at Fountain City Minicon, which is going to be here in the Kansas City area, so we don't have very much in the way of travel expense. But uh, we would also like to go to Star Trek Las Vegas. We want to go to Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim when it comes around in 2022, 2023, whenever it is. There are different events that we would like to go to so we can broadcast and we can do interviews. Fan Expo Dallas is, is on the list, is on the books. We're actually uh, figuring out the logistics for that right now. But it's one of those things where... You know, the cost of doing business is going up. Inflation is on the rise. Unemployment numbers. You look at government policy. Hello, dogs. Office dogs making their presence known. When you look at how things are going... And I keep circling back to this idea of this, <coughs> excuse me, this program. And it wouldn't be just me. I don't. I don't think it would need to be me. I think it needs to be a roundtable discussion. I think it needs to be a, a mix of perspectives, because this particular show, I want to have guests to talk about what they're doing. I, this 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 show here doesn't work as well for me when it's just me. Because because you know, I who am I? I'm just a guy who rants on the internet. But I do... I do think there might be value at certain times. And I'm still not completely sold on it, but I do have a thought that maybe we'd call it Fahrenheit 1984. But I don't know yet. But I look at what's going on in Cuba... I look at what's going on in in the United States. I look at what's about to happen in the United States. And when examined under the lens of the dystopian future, I think there is a conversation to be had there. I don't know. Maybe we'll do it anonymously. Maybe we'll all hide behind avatars and usernames. You never know how it's going to play out. All right. Well, what do you think? Is there uh, is there value behind anonymity and pseudonymity, or are we at the point now where it's outlived its usefulness? Uh, there's an article here on SlashFilm.com. They're talking about the upcoming redesign of the site. It's going to be completely different. They're completely revamping it. 
It's going to be new snazzier website, snazzier design, and I'm and I'm thinking it's probably going to look like it was designed by people on Tumblr, because that's how everything's going now. You, have you seen IMDb lately? But here on this article about the redesign of Slash Film, there's this paragraph: the comments section is going away. Reading from this, there is one element of the redesign that we understand will be controversial. The comments section will no longer exist in the relaunched slash film. This was a major point of conversation for the team. As we understand, many friendships were formed in our comments section over the years. So if you have any internet friends you want to stay in touch with, please use the comments section under this article to let your fellow commenters know where they can find you and arrange ways to stay in touch after the relaunch. If you want to remain an active member of the Slash Film community, our social media feeds are currently undergoing a major overhaul and are ready for your participation, but we'll talk about that in a moment. So they are sitting there saying, okay, comment section's done and going away. And part of that is likely because there are some people out there And a lot of them are behind anonymous pseudonyms, names. They're behind avatars and anime pictures and little pixie birds or whatever. And your trolls in your comment sections who don't contribute any value to the conversation. Now, there are people who get into comments thread. You look at the interview that we did with Ernie Gygax. That has over 400 comments. I think we're getting close to 500 comments on that thread. And for the most part, I would say about 85 to 90% of it is people actually having conversations and debate over particular points of topics and issues. There are a few in there who are just, you know, Neener, neener, neener. And we've deleted a few that have crossed the line into completely inappropriate and and rude, crude, socially unacceptable. But <coughs> a number of sites are starting to do this. They'll they'll either they're either doing away with the comments. And remember, for a while. The comment threads on a number of these sites were complete wild, wild west. You could have the you could have the name and whatever, and as the comment threads started to get locked down and started to get a little bit more organized, you had services like Discuss that were coming in where your account on a comment platform had to be tied to an actual, you know, here's your email, here's how we can find you. you got to prove to us that you're an actual real person. Because that's the other thing with all of this, is how do we know, because of the pseudonym, because of the anonymity of the account, how do we know that there's an actual person behind that account? Especially in this day and age of copypasta, where you have a number of accounts that get that get started in June of 2021, and now all they're they're all saying the exact same thing word for word, and they're all behind anonymous usernames, and they've all got photographs that look like they've been peeled away from some other thing, either lifted from stock photos or a frame from a film or a TV show or some anime character or whatnot. Bots are a thing. I guess that's the next thing. How do you know? How do you know that the account you're interacting with is a real person or not? Now, I have mentioned on a, on a number of occasions here that we have talked with somebody on the inside at Odyssey. We broadcast to Odyssey uh, in addition to YouTube and Facebook. And we're part of the, uh, the beta, I guess you could say, of the Odyssey live stream service. And I have frequently gone back and forth 
via email uh, with Tom in their in their tech support. And I'll ask questions and I'll report bugs and I'll say, this is doing this. What do I need to change? What's what? How does this supposed to work as opposed to what's going on now? And I get uh, good feedback and I get answers in a, in a relatively quick turnaround amount of time. Whereas you look at something like YouTube where you get into a, a creator support chat bot and half of what you see looks like it's, it's generated by an AI. You look at the team YouTube Twitter account, for example, and a lot of that looks like copy and paste AI responses. They're automated. How do you know? What are the signs, the telltale signals to know that this Fizzy Wuzzy 11632 is an actual person or not? Underworld Dream says removing comments basically kills your site. Sometimes I just check to see what people's uh, options on the comment, people's opinion on the comment. And yeah, and, and we, I don't, I don't generally like to do, you know, I don't, I don't curate that much. I've let a lot of things pass, especially on that Gygax interview. We don't get a whole lot of comments anyway. But on the Gygax one, as heated as it got, uh, I've been I've been pleasantly surprised that uh, most of most of what we've gotten has been relatively civil. I don't police our comments that much. There's it's just. It's just a handful that is just like, okay, that's, that's just, that's just too much. But how do you know that these people are real? How do you know that these accounts actually belong to a person? And how many of these accounts might belong to the same person? How many of these accounts are generated in order to create some kind of wave of activity over a certain topic or an idea or a narrative or fill in the blank? Will eliminating anonymity cut down on bot activity? Maybe? I don't know enough about it to really be able to say one way or the other. Would it be something where depending on the application <coughs> excuse me depending on what kind of forum you're in requiring actual identification or not? Would it matter depending on what your comment thread's about? I don't know. There's pros and cons. There's benefits in certain situations uh, where it is better to not be known but I do think that there are times when that gets a little out of hand. And we've talked about uh, this before, this idea of unpersoning someone. It's easier to unperson someone if you don't know that that person's a real person. It's... Also, one of these things where if I'm hiding behind an avatar and a username, I can behave reprehensibly without very much worry about consequences. So there's that aspect as well. There's not an easy answer. And I don't think there's a one answer for everything. There never is on these things. And there are certain people who would like to impose policy uh, 
whether it's government agencies or uh, boards of directors or people what in charge of certain sites and certain platforms, there are people who would like to have blanket policy one-size-fits-all, but there is no one-size-fits-all solution. And with some of these folks, as we've seen, they have demonstrated that their one-size-fits-all leans a certain way, and that's not good for anybody either. Because if you're going to have a dialogue about topics and issues and questions of the day, then you need to have a mix of perspectives. You need to have people on all sides. And there are more than two sides on a lot of topics. It's not just right and left. It's not just red and blue. There are other perspectives. And those voices need to be heard. So sometimes maybe they have to hide behind an anonymity, pseudonymity. Who knows? There is no easy answer. If you have an idea, however, you are welcome to leave that in a comment, or you can send us an email live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com. We do appreciate all of you being here, and uh, we invite you to check out our other shows. Over the past weekend, we dropped a brand new Foreign Bodies. Mrs. Walker and Mr. Harvey in Ireland talking about various different horror films that were made there. And uh, coming up this weekend, we've got a new Tardis sauce. Uh, and uh, that's going to be a discussion about Doctor Who, but I don't know exactly what we're talking about yet. So that's uh, coming up this weekend at 1 p.m. Eastern. And yes, Cam1138, the Federalist Papers were written under a, uh, written under a pen name. That's an excellent point. So there, and I'm not saying we got to get rid of anonymity altogether. I'm, I'm certainly not advocating for that. I'm just asking a question. Something to think about. All right, that is it for us today. I am going to go see what office dogs have been yelling about. Probably the mailman. And we'll do this all again tomorrow. If you have suggestions for guests, please send them our way. Live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com. Feedback in the comments or the, through email. See us on all of the social media. If you have not subscribed to the channel yet, we do invite you to consider it. We're that close, that close to 1900 on YouTube. And we're sitting at 66 on Odyssey. Uh, so check us out over there as well. So thanks very much for being here, everyone. Thank you, those of you in the chat. Cam, Underworld Dream, Drew, Christopher, Manny, Pop Culture Avenger. Good to see you all. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with more. Remember, there are four lights. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2021 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Landing Dog Media.